Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris Broussard alongside my partner, Rob Parker. And we are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Yes, Fox we'll do Sports a lot. Radio. I don't know. Yeah. We'll do a lot. Yeah, there you go. Who is doing the ones and twos? Is that Iowa Sam? Sam. Yes. Hey, hey. Sam in full effect. What's up, brother? Not too much, guys. Happy to be with you on a Friday. Always good to have you on, my man, even though you missed that, you know, that that little drop. But it's all good. You you the man. We we love you. Um, DJ Alex Heischer must be off. That's good. Um, but yeah, we're here for the next three hours, so keep it locked. Fox Sports Radio. The iHeartRadio app or Sirius XM Channel 83. How are you, Rob Parker? I'm, I'm doing good, Mr. Chris Broussard, on this Friday. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. Uh, looking forward to a fun weekend. It's the first weekend in a while that I've just not really had anything scheduled. Even though it's been good stuff, I've been excited about it. It's just nice to you know not really have nothing that you got to do. You know know what? I'm feeling the same exact way. These next two days, I have nothing scheduled, no lunches, no all-star games. You know what I mean? And that's fun stuff, right? No, right. We're not complaining. Right, right. But it is good to just kick back over the weekend. I'm going to grade some papers for school, Chris. I'm going to relax in the house and just chill out. But uh, (laughs) I will say this, though. Well, I I mean, I'll get through it. You know what I mean? That's a part of my job. Right, but I do an hour number two. Stick around because I have a confession, Pastor Chris Broussard. Uh oh! Oh wow! I have a confession, and I'm going to confess. Oh my! And I'm not proud. I I, I come to you, Chris, with my head oh, wow. bowed. Wow! And I'm going to ask for forgiveness from the odd wow. couple crew. Did you and tweet something listening. about me or did you diss me on Twitter or something? No, 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 no not, not at all. You blocked me? Am I blocked? Are you? <laughs> Am I blocked? No, you're not blocked. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> all right. Well, why you got a brother intrigued now, so yes. uh, I, can't, I can't wait for hour number two, so you know you guys gotta keep it locked on hour number two. And look, big game tonight, as, as uh, we, were, we heard from Steve DeSager, James Harden making his Philadelphia debut. So watch the game and turn the volume down. Exactly. Yes, and keep it locked on the eye couple. I, I think that's your best bet. All right, as I mentioned, Iowa Sam in the house on the ones and twos. It's a funky flashback Friday. Now, Iowa Sam, don't be fooled by the name Iowa. Exactly. Sam. He is deep in the crates, and he is going to bring out some funk. I am sure of it. We got super producer. Look at him already. <laughs> Super producer Rob G is in the house and on the updates, as I mentioned, Steve to All right, Rob, let's get to it. James Harden debut tonight, Philadelphia 76ers. Um, 
look, he and Joel Embiid, we'll see how it works. But just as far as ability, as far as two top flight players, they're just about as good as it gets. Now, we, we're going to discuss will it work and their games matching each other's. But I'm just talking about two, like, high-level players. The only two I can think of off the top of my head that I definitely put ahead of them right now in the league, and just based on talent, is LeBron and Anthony Davis. After that, I would take those two, like, in a vacuum. Those two, I think, are even more talented than Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Now, I think Durant's the best player in that group, but I think Kyrie's the fourth best. See, I, and so I, I would I take those, those two. two only because you would both take the, come, the Brooklyn two. Yeah, because they've come up big in moments and playoffs, and they've won. And I think that's what the other not not that's LeBron fair. and AD, but but I'm talking right. about Harden and Philly them. too, right? Yeah, no, I just that, can't. I can't. They they haven't won anything. Those those I, other hard. I mean, uh, Kyrie and Durant. Say whatever you want. Say whatever teams they were on. Say who they played with. But they were productive and made big shots in big moments. So I take those two. No, I give you that. And I, I'm I'm even looking at it less uh, than that. Like, because there's no doubt, clutch. Right. Uh, performances they've done it these other two in Philly haven't I'm more just saying kind of like rankings you know no, what I, mean? got, like, I know what you're saying I yeah know, like yeah. like Embiid Embiid's gonna be highly ranked when he's done right he's a great player uh and Harden is is obviously higher ranked than Kyrie but not as high as KD but I hear you you that there's no doubting what you said but how do you think it works so tonight they play uh it'll be five o'clock Pacific eight o'clock Eastern, they play Minnesota, which is, you know, a good team. Minnesota just beat Cost Memphis. Cost me money last night. They beat Memphis, Chris, last What'd night. What'd you finish? Well, well, we'll talk about that in yeah, a second. Yeah, I got City. killed. But, uh, <laughs> Thanks, but what, what? What's your thought? I mean, a lot of people, Rob, I don't think are digging into this. And they're saying, okay, Harden is a point guard, a guard, a point guard, whatever you want to call him. And Embiid is a big man in a center. So, oh, what a fit. Right. But I think it's deeper than that. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take a wait-and-see, Chris, because I don't think it's that easy. Under normal circumstances, if we dial back NBA basketball 20 years, thank you. <laughs> we would thank be you. like, gold! They right. hit the jackpot! Oh, my right. God! Wake yep. the kids, call the neighbors, Philly's got it. Yep. It's, not that kind of M- it's not that NBA anymore. So That's a great point. I, you know, I, so that's why I can't, like, embrace it fully. I have to see if it works. See about Embiid, who's not just a big man down low, Chris, who shoots from the perimeter, makes threes. So I, I just have to see how this thing uh, comes together and whether or not it'll work. I mean, obviously, there are two pieces of huge talent in the NBA. Individually, I like them. Right. But does it match? Does it mix? It's just like the Russell Westbrook, you know. Individually, we know what he can do, Chris, right? He's a unique talent. Right. But when you put him with AD and LeBron, vinegar and water, oil and water, it it doesn't go together. Yep. No, you are right on the money. And for those, especially our young listeners, what Rob's talking about is 20 years ago, Joel Embiid would have been more in the post. Yep. 
I mean, people, you know, I've gone at it on Twitter with people, and I've said I think he needs to be more down low. And look, let me say this. He is a phenomenal jump shooter. So I don't want to take away the fact that he can shoot the mid-range and even out to the three-point line. Like, he's a great jump shooter. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But with that size, I would just like to see him in the post a little more. You know because you be, get you know the opponent in foul sick? trouble, you're drawing double teams, you're kicking out to shooters and things like that. Chris, you know who would be sick if they were coaching the Sixers? Twenty like now, and this was MB. Larry Brown. Larry Brown oh, would gosh. be Am I right? Yeah, no, no he he wouldn't play Darko. Not, right? not that because, Darko was this level no, of player. No, but Darko but, yeah. played European style right. where he was out on the perimeter and drove yep. him crazy. Yep, there's no doubt. You're right. You you right on the money. Like, so MB would have been down low more. Yes, it step out occasionally. We saw Elijah would face up. So there, it's not like you can't face up. You can't shoot the mid range, but you would be down low a lot more. And you would say in Harden, I got a great point guard. And Rob, twenty years ago, especially thirty years ago, guys didn't dominate the ball like they do now. They didn't over-dribble like they do now. Remember we had B.J. Armstrong on uh, a few, maybe it was a year or so ago, and he said the thing about Michael Jordan, he said Michael Jordan learned to dominate the game in three dribbles or less. That is so big. Anybody that understands basketball knows how important that is because you don't have, if, 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 the, if the guy's only going to take three dribbles or less, then he, everybody else is not going to be standing around watching him. And that's right. what we have today in the NBA a lot is guys standing around watching the star or two do right. their thing. Right. And they, they do it in Philly with Embiid. They stand around and watch him a lot. And they do it. They've done it with Harden. Stand around and watch him, particularly in Houston. And that's why there are some saying, how's this going to work? Rob, Embiid leads the league in usage rate. Hmm. Harden is, has been a league, you know, up top two, top three in usage rate for years. And that's what people are wondering. Now, what I say is this, Rob. These two have the ability to adjust. Like, Embiid can go in the post a little more. Don't, we're not saying you can't shoot and you can't be in the mid-range, but he can go in the post a little more. Uh-uh. And Harden can be. Harden is a phenomenal playmaker, and he can do that without over-dribbling. We we saw it in Brooklyn when when it was yep. him and either Kyrie or him and Durant. Remember that stretch where he played and he altered his game. He wasn't putting up twenty five shots to right. be effective, and he was playmaking. And he yep. he was playing great before he got that hammy. I think it was right. Yeah, he was, and he hadn't been the same since. And that's no. a big part of it too, Rob. Yep. Is it, who is he? Is he? Is he the superstar who we saw for a decade in Houston or eight years? And then we saw for his first year in New, in, Brooklyn in Brooklyn until he yeah. hurt the hamstring. Or is he just an all-star now? Is he, is he, you know, has his age, he's 32, which I know isn't ancient in NBA years. But still, he's in his 13th season, I believe. 13th season, 32 years old. And, you know, he likes the, he likes the nightlife. He likes the boogie. You know, has it caught disco. up? Is it, <laughs> you, caught, you caught that. Yeah, um, I got that. You know, is that starting to catch up? And so it, what is he now? I think that's a big question. But it's not going to be seamless. It's not going to be like Durant 
um, with just about anybody because Durant's game is unique. Durant's one that doesn't over-dribble. That's one thing I love about him. And that's why he can pretty much fit anywhere, right? Because he doesn't have to to, When he went to Golden State, Chris, it was as easy as pie. Yep. Absolutely. First step. Like LeBron, as great as he is, and we both have said he's the second best player ever, LeBron LeBron ain't an easy fit. No. He's a little easier now a little bit because, you know, he's off the ball more. He doesn't dribble as much. But throughout his career, he's dominated the ball. And that's all when you have one guy that's ball dominant, it's always hard for a second star who's like used to having the ball in his hands to 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 adjust to it. And so that is the situation in Philadelphia, Rob. And you I don't know if you've seen Doc Rivers talk about it, but you can tell that Doc understands this is this is not just gonna be, oh, let's throw him on the court and it's gonna be. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? He right. understands that it's going to be an adjustment. And then Tyrese Maxey, who's had a breakout season, he's not catching shoot. Like, ideally, Rob, I think it'd be Embiid, Harden, and then three, like, shooters. Right. Or at least two the, shooters, you know? That would be the best scenario for yep. them and their skill set, but I don't think they have that now. And that was right. part of the Nets' idea. Like, they had to have Seth Curry. Because they wanted right. to not only get him, them. Chris, but they wanted to weaken the Sixers. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like it was, it was a like it, he helps them, but he also weakens the Sixers, and, and no that's doubt. why he had to be in that trade. No doubt, no doubt. All right, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Your turn to win with the Odd Couple. How do you think the James Harden Joel Embiid pairing will fit together? We will continue the conversation with you next. It's the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. It is the I Couple. I'm Chris. He's Rob. Iowa yeah. Sam off to a flying start on a funky flashback Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. AutoZone. They've got they've got the free what was that, Rob? I say you got disco going. Yeah, disco. This was your heyday. I had my belt. Probably bottom your pants. wedding, right? This song. Yeah, right. Yeah, probably your wedding. wedding. <laughs> I got married in the 90s, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're brought to you by AutoZone. They've got the free services you need. To help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations in the nation, AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with those free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Getting the zone, AutoZone. 877-99 on Fox. How will Harden and Embiid mesh? Your turn to weigh in. All right, let's kick it off with uh, Drew in New Jersey. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Drew? I think yeah, it's good. I think if uh, James Harden is back to being James Harden, I think they'll mesh fine. I don't think that's going to be a championship. I just don't trust James Harden. 
And I think it's kind of funny seeing like the twist because James Harden is back under uh, Daryl Morey's control, seeing how that you know affects Nick Wright. I think it's kind of funny how you want to watch somebody do a complete 180 on a take of a player. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that isn't that mind-boggling? It's mind-boggling. Hey. I, I'm here for my partner. Hey, yeah, he switched up a little bit, but that's my man. That's my right. man. All right. Unbelievable. Thanks, Drew. Appreciate it. What about Andre in Massachusetts? You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Dre? What's going on? Happy Friday. I got to concur with the previous caller. Listen, there's two James Hardens. That's James Harden without Daryl Morey and his precise leadership, and, and James Harden outside of that um, perspective. And you look at it. Daryl Morey is the one that brought Mike D'Antoni into town. Mike D'Antoni is the one that said James Harden is not a shooting guard. He's a point guard, and the rest is history. Keep so Andre on. Re- Hold on, let me ask that's you this. What's reass- that's what's reassuring to me. Daryl Morey's precise leadership. What exactly did Daryl Morey do? Now, he brought yeah. in Mike D'Antoni. Is that what you're saying? That was a good saying, move. Yeah, and because... Kevin McHale was a good coach, but he was old school in terms of his thinking. Daryl Moore would give him packets with analytics. Uh, Kevin McHale, the story was he would take those analytics and just throw it in the trash can, relying on relationships. That's one way to go about it. Harden played terrifically with Kevin McHale as well. That was also the James Harden who hit a game-winning shot and none of his teammates cheered. And that was the, the Houston team in game six with the Clippers that made the run while James Harden was on the bench. And They so, didn't yes, love James Harden. He had issues with teammates with Maury, too. I mean, he and Chris Paul fell out. He and Westbrook yeah. fell out. Like, He's falling out with under- a lot of people. I, I think Dan under- Tony. your best argument is Dan Tony. It's not so much Maury. Because he ain't, you know, he's freaking What does he want, Chris, yeah, right. in 20 years? Right, and, and what, he's a good GM, but I'm just saying, like, he didn't have any effect on James Harden's game other than bringing in a coach like Mike D'Antoni who allowed Harden to go downhill. And D'Antoni, if you look at it, whether it was Steve Nash, whether it was Jeremy Lin, Raymond Felton, and obviously James Harden, guys that go downhill, that, that love to have the ball in their hands with the dribble, they excel under Mike D'Antoni. And Harden just took it to a the nth degree. You just can't and, win uh, anything. That's the problem. So far, they have, I mean, they should have won that year. They had the chance, I'll say, that year. And Chris Ball got hurt. But they haven't gotten it done, the bottom line. And so um, I, I hear, look, he and Maury have a good relationship. That's great. I'm just saying, Maury doesn't impact Harden's ability on the court. That's all I'm saying. Right. That, that's yeah. not usually uh, the... Mo of a right, GM, right, 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 because they're not unless unless he's making all the calls and and is is coaching. You know what I mean, undercover. Right. But that's not the case. Yeah, we, we we'll get to uh, we got Steve DeSager with the update, and we we got a great guest, Rob, the perfect guest to have on today. Our man Keith Pompey, Philadelphia Inquirer beat writer for the Sixers, so he'll be able to answer a lot of questions we have about Harden and Bead, and don't forget Ben Simmons. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It is The Odd Couple, Chris and Rob. We're live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And if you are a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back that you've earned at the end of your first year, discover exceptionally common sense 
Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations do apply. Rob, we're waiting on Keith Pompey. Go ahead. Okay, I wanted to ask you a question, too. Have you been to Italy, Chris? Yes. Okay, did you go to Pompeii? No. Unbelievable place. Really? Just because of his name, Keith Pompey. Right. Chris, it was incredible. Is he Italian? Huh? (laughs) Yeah, right? Is he Italian? (laughs) Forget about it. No, but the thing in Pompeii that was crazy, Chris, was, you know, the lava covered over the houses and all this stuff was preserved, right? Oh, wow. It was incredible to see. Yeah, I'd love to see that. And of all the stuff that we saw, there was uh, like a mosaic tile uh, rug in front of one of the houses, right? Right. And there was a dog and there was some words in Latin, right? So we were trying. So the guy said, what do you think that says on the like foot? What is a doormat, Chris? Like a doormat made out of tile? Guess right. what it said? What? Beware of dog. So uh, even in Latin, with a with a with a picture of a dog on the how on the old mat, was it? Doormat. It was back in I don't know, during those times. I don't know. I mean, rem- yeah, yeah. Uh, it was yeah. just incredible that it went that good, dated back right, right. To, to that time. All right. Well, we got Keith Pompey. Maybe he's been to Pompey. Inquirer Sixers beat writer. What's up, man? How are you? What's up? Hey, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? We are good, man. We're excited to have you on. I mean, there's a lot of questions surrounding this team in Philadelphia, so let's get to it. First and foremost, uh, a lot of people have questions about how James Harden and Joel Embiid will fit together. What do you think about their on-court chemistry and how they'll develop it? You know, that's a great question. I I, I think, I mean, to be honest with you, I I think that's one of those things we're going to have to wait and see. You know, I think initially early on, everything's going to be great. You know, guys are going to play well together. But I think, you know, you got to give it a couple of weeks, um, maybe even like towards like uh, what, right before the playoffs start to see how things are going to go. I mean, we're going to see they, they got a tough stretch coming up and we'll see if, if guys are continue to play team ball or they're going to say, give me the ball or, or, or no, I'm going to shoot the ball. You know, right. so I think like, you know, it's one of those things that's going to play itself out and it's going to play itself out when when they go through a couple of rough spots. What's the, what was the reaction in Philadelphia, Keith? Just obviously you're getting a, a star, an all-star you know, player, especially for one who didn't want to play and you were just on a roster taking up a spot for the most part. What, what was the reaction in Philly? You know what I, I want to say is mixed, and and the reason why I'm saying that is there are a lot of there, well, and and the reason why I'm saying that there are a lot of people who really wanted this guy, right? They wanted him, they were excited. It's the person that they wanted since last year, but then there were some who said at the end it was like, "Dag, do we really have to give up son-in-law and and, and get up um, right. Andre?" Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. You know what I mean? So I, I think there were some people saying like, "Whoa." We got this dude, but we gave up a lot. So that's why it was a little mix right now. Well, Chris there, and, I, and there Chris was and a I talked report, about that. Yeah, go ahead. There, there was a report, I mean, if you want to call it that, from ben, Bill Simmons saying that MB really wanted Bradley Beal. Now, do you know anything about that? Where that's nah, true you know, or not? The, or? You know, I, I, I do know that. I mean, I shouldn't say I know, but, you know, it, it's one of those things where you were hearing – that, you know, he was reaching out to a lot of people. You know what I mean? He was trying to see 
not really reaching out, but, you know, like, they gave him a list of names, and one of those things were trying to see if this worked. Because you remember at one point, it was like, oh, he really wanted Dane. And then right. this and that. And the one thing I will say about the hard and hold tip, where that one makes sense, is because they have some mutual friends, like in the co-owner um, and, and also Meek Mill, guys like that. So he has a relationship with them or, or knows about him. And so, and he was also the name that came up a year ago. But yeah, I did hear the whole thing about Brad too, but I also heard of some other names too, like at one point, you know, an interest in Dame, seeing if Dame wanted to come here. So I just think that it was a lot of people who he was interested in, if that makes sense. What what about Harden and what Harden are the Sixers getting? The the guy who was unstoppable in Houston unless it was a postseason game or (laughs) the guy who wasn't the same, you know, Keith, after – he pulled that hammy with the Nets last year. He got off to a great start when he came over. It was playing great. The Nets were playing great. And then he kind of hasn't been the same since. Like, he's still a very good player and all-star, but not superstar. Do you expect him to return to that, or the Sixers hope he returns to that? You know, the Sixers do. But I also think with the Sixers, this is what the Sixers are really hoping. They're hoping that they're going to get to James Harden, who went to Brooklyn before he suffered a hamstring injury. Like a guy who right, went there right. and said, you know what, I'm going to be more of a facilitator. I'm going to get more people involved. And then when my number is called, I'm going to close out, right? Because when the Sixers, you're looking at Joel Embiid and having such a, a phenomenal season at this point, you want somebody who's going to be a complimentary, a secondary scorer, but someone who's also going to create open shots for guys like Tobias and Danny Green and, and, and the, you know, the, the – Tobias isn't a role player, but Tobias and the rest of the role players. So right. that's what they're looking for. That's who they're looking for. Now let's get to Ben Simmons. Um, I read mm-hmm. the story uh, a few days ago about, you know, the real issue there going back years. And look, I had heard stuff about this. I'm sure you heard stuff about it. He just didn't like being second fiddle to Joel Embiid, and there was always a struggle over whose team is it, who's the man. And so, and the article was even saying that that was a bigger issue than, you know, Doc's comments in the playoffs or after the playoff game and Joel Embiid's comment after that playoff game as well. What, what can you tell us about what the real – or let's say what the primary – issue and problem that Ben Simmons had with the Philadelphia 76ers was? You know, I think it was just a bad situation when you when you look at it. You got two young guys who basically were drafted within two years of each other, right? And they're both trying to be the man. I mean, that's what it is. And they both, like, eat up the same space and this and that. So it, it's to a point where if you're Ben Simmons, you're the first overall pick. But then when you come in... You know, you got this guy, right? You know, after you know one year, and 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 I think that it was a, a problem, a, a product of right now. You know, you got two guys who wanted to be the man, and they had to share, it. and they didn't. And but but they also had to share the space that they ate because let's face it, Ben Simmons isn't a really good perimeter shooter, so it's not like he's going to stretch You're the floor. They're going to work well together. Yeah, I'm being kind, right? So I, I think I think I think that was that. And when you look at it, you know, sometimes when whenever Joel was hurt, there were games where Ben went out there right. and he yep. was just killing people. 
You know yeah. what I mean? And then you come back, and then you go back from being uh, Superman to being Robin. You ain't even Batman. You're Robin. Right. So I, I felt like that's the major problem. It's like it just didn't it, work More out. so than all the mental health talk and, and stuff like that? Now, here's the thing about the mental health thing. If something was going wrong, what was going on? It had to. Like, here's a guy who doesn't like shooting, is scared to shoot the ball. He's doing these other things. I, I think that, you know, now maybe some people can argue like it was not more of an excuse, but there was something going on. Now, he right. could have used it as an excuse, but there was something going on. But I do think that it was just a bad fit from day one. Also, and, but I do think when Doc said what he said, when Joel said what he said, it kind of like, this is it. It's like, this is the last straw. I'm, I'm done with these people. Right. It is the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Keith Pompey from the Philadelphia Inquiry covers the Sixers joining us. And Keith, I, I do have uh, one last James Harden question about uh, how important is this legacy-wise that he'd have to win because he's forced his way out of a couple of places, and if he doesn't win in Philly, uh, it probably won't, won't look good. I mean, he's going to get into the Hall of Fame, all the numbers and everything, but people, I think, could look at him a little differently if he doesn't win. Yes and no, because you got to realize this situation right now is, you know, if you play it the right way, you, you're the co-star who's going to get some shots, who stretch the field, do whatever. You know what I mean? I think that you know, it, 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 it looks more for um, Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers, you know, those two guys, because they're the ones who brought him in here. Like you said, he forced his way out of Houston, he forced his way out of Brooklyn, and you basically gave up, you know, uh, three starters and, and a couple of draft picks. And the draft picks ain't going to mean much, but I think it's more so for Daryl Dar- uh, Morey's legacy than James, because it's one of those things is, you know, some people might say, hey, he told us who he was. Is 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 the decision that they made. Right, right. Let me ask you about Simmons. March tenth is the game where, you know, Brooklyn comes to Philadelphia and Danny Green said uh he'd be highly surprised if Ben Simmons plays in that game. I would too. I mean, I hope I, I don't understand why Ben's not on the floor. There was nothing physically wrong. I think he's afraid, to be honest, but what do you, do you expect to see him on March 10th? And knowing him from covering him closely the last few years, you know, do you think he'll be there? And if he does play, how do you think he'll respond? I think he plays. I mean, I do. I know I'm in the minority, but my thing is it comes to a point where you look at uh, Brooklyn, they lost again last night. They're struggling. My need everybody to play. And if you don't play, Guys, and like you know, let's say if if he comes back beforehand and he doesn't play, you're gonna have guys in the locker room looking like, yo, man, this guy wouldn't battle with us. You know, what I mean, he wouldn't right. fight for us. You know, I, I think that these guys on on Brooklyn are really gonna have his back, and I think he's gonna if he plays, he'll play well. I honestly do. I know that the crowd's gonna get out, gonna get on him and stuff like that, but I'm looking at the Sixers defensively, unless everybody just sags off of them. Like, defensively, I don't know anybody on that team can stop them from getting to the, to the lane, in the lane and getting to the room. So, with that being said, like, I, I think that right now it's personal. You know, you got everybody and their mom saying he's scared to come back to Philly. Right. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. So, sometimes when you back someone in the corner, they got to come out swimming. And I think that he'll come, he'll come and play because of that. 
Well, that look, that'd be the best case scenario for the Nets and for the NBA and for him because it's time he's going to have to face those demons, man. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Yeah, so Keith Pompey, Philly Inquirer, great stuff, man. As always, keep up the good work. Yes, Appreciate you. All right, thanks thanks for having me. Yep. All right, brother. Shekel City is next. It's the iCouple Fox Sports Radio. And I got a bone to pick with my man. I'm down with Mr. What is his nickname? Mr. Mr. Unlimited. I'm down with Mr. Unlimited. But, you know, I, I wasn't really feeling this. It's the iCouple Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, it's The Odd Couple live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And, uh, Rob, we were going to talk about Russell Wilson and him basically scraping his Instagram and social media. of, Or was it Rob G? Was it just Instagram? just Twitter, I'm sorry, of Twitter, of all references to the Seahawks. So we'll get into that later. We saw Kyler Murray do that with the Arizona Cardinals, and that did. There was some meaning to that. So we'll get into that with Russell Wilson a little bit later. But this is immediate. It was it recently broke, and we want to address it. Sean McVay has said it's determined he will stay with the Los Angeles Rams. And he turned down a deal from Amazon, Rob. Reportedly, Amazon was going to offer Sean McVay five years, $100 million. No way. I, I don't believe, call those, Thursday I don't night believe those numbers. I, I, I don't. There's no Rob way. G., where's I, the I, report? No, I'm just saying. The I, New York Post. I, 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 I do not believe that anybody... Chris would turn down. He's not making Rob G. Can you find out what he makes for the Rams? He doesn't make twenty eight and a half million. Twenty million dollars you turn down, Chris? Come on, I I don't believe that. Those numbers can't be true because that would be ridiculous. I think they could be true because they got to overpay. They're a new startup. I mean, you know, but you're not paying them more. You're paying them even even ESPN didn't pay isn't paying Troy Aikman over what. Uh, Tony Romo got it's, it's close. It's seventeen but and a half. ESPN doesn't need, They're not in the position of Amazon. I, I mean, just, obviously I, they're well twenty million for five years. I don't believe it. I'm just saying. I'm telling. Okay, you. let's say it was close. He's crazy. I mean, the, the, he's the point, sugar now. I look. He obviously loves coaching football, and that's what I'll say. If he really loves coaching football that much. And he's great at it. I think he's great at it. I mean, I, I don't know how you argue with the guy. Sure, there's a call here you can question. I think you can do that with every coach that's ever put on the headset in history of sports. Um, but he's been to two Super Bowls in five years. His record, we all know it. Um, but he must love it, Rob. Even if it wasn't, and you're, those numbers are hard to believe, but even if it was $15 million a year, which would be essentially double what he's making coaching the Rams. He must just love it. Yeah, but the only – Chris, I hear all that. But at his age, because he's so young, he could do it for five years. It's not a 10-year deal like John Gruden came back for the Raiders. He got 10 years for $10 million. You take the if, – if the numbers are true – you take the money for five years, and he could still come back because if you're John Gruden turned himself into a big star on television, and he could come back 
in five years. He wouldn't be an old guy in football that passed him by. The guy's in his 30s. I, I, just, I hear I hear you. That doesn't I hear even make any that. sense. It no, but it does million make dollars? sense if, I mean, everybody does. Like, he's rich regardless. Now, that's a, that's a big gap in that money. But he's still, like, money, he's rich and wealthy regardless. No, I, I get that. And I'm, so just, he doesn't well, I mean, have we, to think... He doesn't have to say, let me go bank all this money and then go back to coaching. He clearly at, what is he, 36 years old, is like, I'm still young. Maybe once, maybe his plan is I'll coach till I'm 45 or whatever, and then I can go do whatever I want. That money, he'll when he retires or quits coaching, Rob, he'll be able to step into a booth somewhere. Well, it's not automatic because if things go south, I'm just saying things go south. He's not nearly as desirable. He's a he's a Super Bowl winning coach, uh, young guy. All the things are open. Amazon might find their guy and sign somebody, and those, they keep those jobs for 10, 12, 15. We talked about it for years. You got to be really bad to lose one of those gigs. So it's not like those jobs open up all the time. That's what I'm saying. That's well, all I'm saying. The, the, yeah, the game calling play by play or color commentary might not, but yeah, let's, a network get might want to bring quick, him so. in as something else. You know. So yeah, let's get to Sheckle City real quick. Welcome to that's what everybody's City. For. They did me dirty last night. Not yet sponsored by Caesar Sportsbook, but soon. Chris, your Pistons did it to me. You gave me the jinx. You you asked me, did I bet on the Pistons last night? They were uh, I bet. I told you you need to spend. Did what are you waiting I do for? That? They keep burning you. They burned me so many times. I need penicillin. Did but that's I another do story. that? Uh, <laughs> Cavaliers minus six. That was last night. So anyway, I hit one out of three. I had the Nuggets minus four at uh, the Kings. Chris, they blew the Kings out by eighteen. But the Grizzlies lost and the Cavs lost, so I was one for two. Tonight, uh, you know, I I got a couple of games here. And uh, my best bet, Clippers over the Lakers. I got the Clippers over the Lakers, my best bet. Also, I picked the Suns and the Raptors tonight in those uh, contests. I know we're running out of time. So there's my Sheckle City, Chris. Remember, I'm not telling you who to bet on. I'm telling you who I bet on. All right, that is our man Rob Parker, Sheckle City. We got two hours left of the Odd Couple. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or Sirius XM Channel 83. This GOAT debate, LeBron Jordan, will not go away. And our man, one of my favorite people, Isaiah Thomas, has stepped in with it. We'll get to that. 